Welcome back, Sprues and Spruettes. This is not the intro you need, but this is the intro you're going to damn well get. Welcome to Trapped Under Plastic. That's good. Yeah, thank you. I've been working on my falsetto. Oh, it's, yeah, I can tell. Thank you. I can tell. Thank you. You take it on the road. <laughs> we're going to have a sing-along session as part of the course that we're teaching, mini painting course. Oh, speaking of, we're teaching a mini painting course in Minneapolis. If you want to be a part of it, link's in the description. Yeah, I totally forgot about mentioning that episode, last yeah, episode. We did. Oopsie daisy. Uh, we only have, at least as of today, I don't know how many spots are going to be when this episode airs, but there was only seven left. Six left now. Six left. Yes. East. Yeah. And I held up five fingers, but <laughs> I meant six. Were you like a cartoon? You only have three fingers and thumb? Y- yes, yes. Um, and our goal is that, you know, this kicks some butt and then we immediately start looking for flights for different parts of the country where we can get. Take the show on the road, literally. Take it. Take it. What are you saying? Are you saying ticket? Take it. Oh, okay. Take it. Okay. Um, I have something I want to talk about. <laughs> Okay. Uh, That's kind of the format of the podcast. We have something we want to talk about, then we talk about it. Oh, right. So thank you to... for uh, introing yeah, the well, basic idea of a podcast. But I I appreciate that we've moved beyond describing the, what the podcast is okay. and what we're going to do. Take it. Take Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> so so this is my moment. Um, <laughs> all right. I'll sit back. Yeah, you sit back. So over the next couple of months, I am... I'm having to travel for work a couple times. So I, we live in Minnesota and I've got to go to Florida uh, for a couple of days. And I've got to go to Arizona for a couple of days. Uh, this is actually for teaching as well. I'm teaching other employees on how to be uh, good writers. Oh, uh, how to paint minis now. Okay. No, I'm not teaching how to paint minis. You know how to write? Yeah, I do. I know. English, no less. <laughs> um, so I'm teaching some, some classes for work. And this is really the first time in quite a while where I realized like I'm going to be, it's still prior to Adepticon. So I feel like I have to like be working on competition pieces, but I want to figure out how to hobby better uh, for work trips. On the road. On the road. Hobby and on the road. So what do you think, Scott? Like what's, what's your advice? (laughs) I had a, a follower who was a truck driver and he asked me a very similar question. Like, how do I paint in the truck? Um, like, what's the best like way Like, while he's that? driving? No. What a BA. No. <laughs> um, I think you're never going to be gone for, like, a super long period of time, right? Mm-mm. Maybe, like, three, three days, probably. Okay, so I think you should go to Florida, wherever you're going, with a specific plan and agenda in mind. I'm going to work on the horns of my dragon. These are all the foreseeable colors that I will need. Yeah. This is the paintbrush that I'm going to use. You're going to not bring a crappy metallic (laughs) collapsible cuff. (laughs) It gets water everywhere. Uh, But you're just going to have a very specific goal in mind so you're not bringing your whole kit. I think that I'm going to, for the next episode of Drunken Mini Painting, I'm going to use that collapsible cup again. <laughs> the comedy is it's gold. It was, it that really was the pinnacle of my downfall <laughs> in that competition. Is like up until that would point. Would it be a pinnacle or would it be the opposite of a pinnacle? I mean, I, I reached my pinnacle and then I just like <laughs> fell ass over tea kettle down the <laughs> other side of the mountain <laughs> the rest of the way. Uh, so that, that cup was just like a microchasm of my, <laughs> I'm going to do it better this time. No, you're not. 
you say I'm gonna crush you like small boy <laughs> like small boy <laughs> uh, I think that YouTube has taught me how to paint fast and good for a thumbnail in a way that you can never understand boy boy <laughs> <laughs> foolish boy <laughs> yeah so uh, bring the specific part of the model that you want to paint uh-huh. don't bring the whole thing bring the head bring the left leg and the palette for that left leg and the singular tool you need for painting and just that. Okay. That's the, I think it's a good spot to start. Okay. Well, the other thing I was worried about is that since it's only going to be three days, I'm just going to bring like a smaller suitcase for carry on. And so I'm going to be having to carry on any of this hobby stuff and we'll have to explain it to TSA. Yeah, that happened to me. Um, like what is an exacto blade and don't bring an exacto blade <laughs> <laughs> and a you know like plastic cement and that kind of stuff makes me nervous yeah well so, you won't need any of that stuff I, I think if i just focus on the it's just the like the specific painting of just acrylic paints and brush and packing the mini so the mini doesn't get freaking destroyed yeah maybe you wouldn't want to bring your competition entry I guess if it's a carry-on, it probably won't get ruined. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, people bring their competition stuff for like yeah, competitions on planes. One time, you go that one time. You're there. You get judged. Okay, now it can break. What you're talking <laughs> yeah. about doing is double break multiple <laughs> times, going to different states, going through the yeah, airplane and TSA. Some idiot's gonna fumble it. What's this? <laughs> Look at this little thing. Hey, Johnny, check this out. It's like, what is that? It's an old man painting toy. <laughs> Get a load of this guy. I think that could be a skit. <laughs> the idiot TSA agent. <laughs> yeah, and then his friend comes over and says, like, I don't know what we talking about, yeah? <laughs> He's British. Yeah, because it's like the international times. Like, like oh, right, you know. right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so I think that is a that that's a sitcom idea. Yeah, yeah. It's like two TSA agents from vastly different backgrounds work <laughs> together to make fun of people. <laughs> um. All right, so I think that's it. I think I need to be more streamlined in a couple of paints, a couple of brushes, one mini. That maybe is a competition. I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe I, oh, I got an idea. Oh, what if I, I do something that like, uh, it's not, it's, uh, it could be for competition, but I already have my other competition pieces. So it's just purely like me just like having fun, taking risks, you know. I think I know what you're describing, but you're describing it poorly. Oh, okay. Okay. You should bring a thing to paint that would be practice for competition as that you weren't saying that that's not what i was saying but that is also a good idea yeah like a small dragon to paint small (laughs) blues that's so funny (laughs) this miniature version of a miniature dragon yeah like a smaller one or a different one or like uh a soldier with like a crocodile scaly uh cloak that you paint the scaly cloak like you're painting your dragon or whatever whatever yeah i'm thinking for like golden demon that was like oh what if i you know i do like part of the base or like there's a blown up like space marine leg and whatever and i just like bring a couple of the bits that i'm going to put into the basing or that or it's just the base itself if it's a smaller base, yeah, it's less likely to have fiddly things. I'm gonna just paint that. I think we're talking about competition too much. I don't know. I should just be like, I should paint for the funsies. Yeah, 
it's not very relatable for a lot of people because people don't really compete a lot. But I think I I stand by my idea of wanting to bring up. You do, yes. Like painting on the go. Yeah, right? it doesn't need to be com- competitively. No. It's just just painting on the go in general. I I, I, okay. I like I like the idea of you what you said of being very streamlined. I bought I made a case for this purpose. Do you know do you know this? Did you watch this video? You didn't watch this video. That's okay. Okay, I made a, a case for the purpose of bringing to oh, an L. You saw this? Yeah. Okay. If you want it, can I, I borrow it? Yeah. It's it's streamlined. It's thin. It's. I'll it, take. It works. I'll I'll take a, a vlog approach of my experiences with it. Oh jeez. Yeah, and I'll share those. Oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> day six. It's meant for a day carrier to a store and back that evening. It's not meant for three days. <laughs> It'll break down over time. <laughs> three days. Too many days. Too many days. <laughs> One day, yes. Two days, eh. three days, no. Definitely going to break. <laughs> now, you can try it for sure. I'm not using it at all. Here. Okay. There you go. Okay. All right. Let's, well, we'll put it to the test. This is called a field test okay. of your travel case. And then if it succeeds, we sell it. Yes. We mass produce and sell it. Yes. Easy. Okay, I like this. And then we make a lot of money, and then we hot air balloon around the world. <laughs> In 80 days. In 80 days? Ooh, okay. Oh, was that a reference you didn't get? No. Around, around the world in 80 days? days? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I get it. I didn't... It's not funny, but I, I get it. it. Does, does a reference need to be funny? Well, you know, sometimes. Okay, I just want to put it out there. I don't give a shit that I didn't get a Phil Collins reference. <laughs> I was shocked how many people got that reference to. Yeah, honest. a and lot I, of people. Uh, probably everybody that got it commented on it though too. Because, Maybe yeah, because it's like twenty. Because you kind of threw out the challenge. You're like, yeah, I did throw out the challenge. Yeah, you put down the gauntlet. We got a special episode today. We do. Oh, we do. But before we get there though, I've been talking to Roman Lapotte recently, and um, I wanted to interview him for a video I'm doing. I mm-hmm. mentioned it last episode. Yeah, and I introduced myself. Say, hey, my name is Scott. You know, this is my channel. I want to ask you a few questions. And he's like, I know you. I know your channel. I know your podcast. And it was mildly intimidating, but also really cool that that guy who's an awesome painter and an, uh, an artist in every sense of the word listens to our stupid podcast and I say stupid things. <laughs> Did Was that exact like yes. word for word yes. what he said? I know you, period. Yeah. No, no, no. So uh, I'll do you one better. He doesn't type. Um, he records his voice and sends it to you because maybe typing in a second language isn't so easy or because he's just faster at recording. So he just, there's a recording of him saying that. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, but it's cool. It's cool that he listens to our podcast or maybe sometimes does. Oh man. I just the... picture Liam Neeson. I know who you are. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> That's 100% <laughs> what it's like. Oh, man. But yeah, that was just a little That's fun thing. crazy. I wanted to share That's with Sprouts and Sprouettes. I mean, and I completely understand that you may listen to this podcast and not have any idea or not many ideas of some of the names that we throw out or people sure. in the in the industry. And I hope that, you know, we're not, I'm not giving you homework to like go out and like look up these people if you don't know who they are, but they're some... Some amazing artists, some very influential people, some really, really um, inspirational people to look into. And so to find out that us two weirdos that aren't and probably never will be, probably will never be 
anywhere as good as them are, you know, know of us feels pretty sweet. So Roman. Hmm. Roman. Yeah. There's a, there's a thing I want to talk about in the video about Roman that I call the YouTuber bubble where it's like people on YouTube think that YouTubers are subject matter experts and all be all resources of information. But so it's like when you think about, I think about cooks a lot. It's like you think about Alex from French guy cooking or from Brad Leone from Bon Appetit. Really the masters are, you know, Jacques Pepin and like these other cooks, but they're not on YouTube because they don't want to make videos. They're too busy being pros at what mm. they're doing, right? So there's this, this interesting divide. Between, they're no Bobby Flay, so. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the two worlds collide. You get, you know, Gordon Ramsay, who's a legitimate professional cook making yeah. YouTube videos. But oftentimes they're very separate. So it's like, yeah, I think it's, there's, a, there's a responsibility that people have of introducing people on YouTube to these pros. Yeah. But yeah. I, 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 yeah. And oftentimes too, you will think that um, your audience not being aware of the, the true pros or whatever. Sure. Um, well, then we'll associate you with, with that level of yeah. authority. And, it's and like, you, you didn't ask for it. <laughs> you guys don't even know. Yeah. yeah. The, there's a, these, I'm just going to keep waving my hand and, to imply saying half of a word. But, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah so yes numbers views subscribers don't mean shit uh i know you <laughs> i know your show i know your podcast and i will kill you it <laughs> <laughs> would be great if like that was like <laughs> the recording like count like cut off at the end of that third the third statement is like i know your podcast i will kill <laughs> what was the last part <laughs> what were you saying Roman you gonna kill me alright John was saying that we had an interesting exciting podcast lined up for you today because instead of having a topic discussion uh, we're gonna have an interview uh, I'm just gonna pick fuzzies off this microphone don't do it you're gonna make little scratchy sounds <laughs> um, this one is gonna be with Brent from Goobertown Hobbies it's a conversation with me and him um about youtube about being a miniature painter on youtube and if you're interested in that a, a bunch of insight from him because he's kind of on the rise uh he's kind of one of those guys that has transitioned from the i have less than a thousand subscribers to i have thirty thousand forty thousand subscribers you know he's putting up serious numbers so it's like you know what is he doing that's special so that kind of thing but we're not gonna do that just yet just yet not just talk yet. about what we painted oh right we did paint this week yeah well, okay. I, mean, I did. Did you? Uh, yes. Okay. I have to get this damn thing done. Ah, uh, as uh, it's not done yet. So maybe <laughs> January, early January, I'll get it done. Oh no, you're you're pushing it back. Yeah, but it's not as bad because they lowered the um requirement for uh the basing for the resin beast piece. Like last year, it was like 200 millimeter was the max size you could you don't do. You have to make it 200 mil. Well, I felt like bigger is better and I was wrong. So, that's <laughs> my D. So, <laughs> um, so that now they lowered it to 120, which is like Almost 80 mil less. Yeah. yeah. And I and uh so I'll have less that I have to like physically get on that base. Sure. Um, but I still have a cool story, which you'll see later, but I'm not going to Yeah, I don't even know about this. Yeah, you don't know. There's a reason that since I've mentioned her. I have referred to her as a her. Okay. The dragon. I know it's why. It's a she. Because she's protecting little baby dragon egg. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. 
Yeah, that's good. So that's Chris Tsuri level. Good. Mm. Have you seen his dragon? Mama thing? Bear. No, I don't think he has this. How to, he has a diorama called How to Train Your Dragon, where he takes. I have seen it, but I can't picture it. He takes a dragon from Carol Rudick's dragon line. Uh-huh. It's a thirty-two millimeter scale dragon, and then pairs it with a seventy-five millimeter scale miniature so the dragon looks like a fledgling dragon ah! and she's like kind of like holding it or like petting it or like you know caring for it in some way and it's it's a really i love it when scales like collide in that way and it this works so well yeah what it's yeah, what it's like when scales collide <laughs> very cool all right so yeah i've just been knocking out that i mean i don't have a lot of exciting things to share other than when you have bigger models it just it's sometimes you just got to grind through yeah. a lot of samey same and samey same you know that was a john ism right there yeah <laughs> right yeah this is a quote it's like roman lapato always has those on instagram too where he's just like you know f- they're always more inspirational yeah so like find the goal of your heart as whole and make that your painting you should journey. never try <laughs> to do that again <laughs> and, and then it just blows it's roaming the pot and then mine is like samey same john <laughs> you know paint monsters a lot of samey same <laughs> wow wow so insightful <laughs> why you don't ever need to take a class from me because all the wisdom is just out there and and available for you to absorb <laughs> well all right yeah sure <laughs> that's what i painted what'd you paint I painted Poe Dameron's X-Wing. Poe. Uh, the new movie's coming out. So um, you just got to jump on that bandwagon. I'm trying to ride in the coattails of the hype of the final Star Wars movie in the third trilogy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I bought a, an X-Wing from the game X-Wing, a T-70 model that was painted in the traditional white and blue. Primed it up. Painted it like Poe's black and orange one, mm-hmm. which has hot pink as the jet exhaust. Did you notice this? In the movies, it's hot pink as well. So I was very happy about that. Yeah, you get no, no hot, reason not to. I'm a hot pink fan. What's up? I mean, you use that same hot pink all the time. Is it the fuchsia from Scale 75? Is that it the color? Is pink is fluorescent fuchsia or fluorescent pink from Vallejo. Oh. It's a I transparent was, paint. Oh, I always thought that you were using that fuchsia from Scale 75 whenever no, you see it. that sucks. Well, it doesn't suck. It's just it's not fluorescent. Oh, it's nowhere near as uh, luscious as the flu- fluo paint from uh, from Vallejo. 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 Okay, so Whoa. is it okay that Americans know how the word Vallejo is pronounced, but we just don't do it because I don't want other people judging me like I'm trying to be fancy? You know, does that make sense? Okay, I will answer this question with another question. Are we gonna hold hands right now? <laughs> Uh, you can need to take the grasshoppers my, from my fingertips. You're, why are you so cold? I think I have bad blood circulation in my hands. And we are in a fucking freezer down here. <laughs> it's so goddamn cold. I'm not wearing my hood to make like a fashion statement right now. He's trying to keep that. his brain warm so it keeps working. Yeah, because, yeah. Actually, the computers do work better in cold than heat, so. But you're not a robot. We're getting too far away from my question to okay, answer your question. question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Do you pronounce it? quesadilla no then you shouldn't pronounce it what do you think vallejo I, you think i'm okay fine napoleon yeah <laughs> <laughs> tina you get your ham 
Uh, yeah, no, I say quesadilla. So I guess I should say Vallejo. Okay, fine. I'll say it from now on. That's why I'm at, people pronounce it wrong, maybe, because I don't want to try to sound like I... It's like you say that one word fancy, but the other ones you don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah your fancy cat soup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think one reason to... Well, uh, cat soup. There's two reasons why I don't say it that way. One is because I want to come across as like a douche. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Um, but more importantly... Because I already come across a douche. I don't need to worry about that. Um, <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. That's not going to tip the scales <laughs> in a significant faction. Um, but two is like if like if people are asking me questions on something, especially like if I'm down in the local hobby store or I know some my buddies are playing Age of Sigmar or whatever, and they ask something, I want to say it in a way that I think they'll go see it on the rack and know what I'm talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if I say a word that sounds weird and foreign and I'm just trying to make it the the hobby more accessible to them, it's maybe unnecessarily putting up barriers. Maybe the buck stops with us. Yeah. Saying the wrong phrase, wrong word. Right. All right. We'll just change around the emphasis on the syllables. Yeah. And that'll get everyone out of sorts. Um, See, whenever I try to change the emphasis on a word, I don't know how to do it. Change the emphasis on the word Vallejo. Vallejo. Okay, you did it a lot better <laughs> than I thought you were going to do it. <laughs> All right. That's what My I'm job doing. here's done. Okay, I have more things to say about Post X-Wing. Oh, right. Yeah, we were talking about pink, and now let's go back to that. <laughs> so I didn't realize how small the ships were in X-Wing, but they are tiny. Because I watched Ben comments a long time ago paint the Millennium Falcon on painting boot of the YouTube channel. And that thing is huge. It's is like it a, a different game? No, it's still an X-Wing, I thought. Oh. Maybe not, because like, in real life, the X-Wing isn't that much bigger. Sorry, in, in real life, in real life. In the movie, <laughs> the Millennium Falcon isn't that much bigger than an X-Wing. Oh, man, people are going to rip you apart in Maybe, the comments. I, mean, I've seen, I don't really know. I've answer. seen the movies. I've seen them next to each other-ish in a hangar. Um, I don't know. Maybe the game is right in its scale, but the X-Wing I painted, yeah, it was freaking tiny, but I banged it out really fast because it was tiny. Yeah. Um, There is a model kit version, though, of Poe Dameron's uh, X-Wing that you can get that's, like, bigger. Mm. That, that might be cool to paint. Is it any different other than the color from a standard X-Wing? Um, Does it have, like, super see, now this butt is where, blasters This or is where the nerds are going to get mad at me. I have no idea. I, I oh. think it's just a different color. Um but I could be totally wrong about that. It's an excuse for them to repackage the same model kit they've had. (laughs) Probably, yeah. The different box art. Yeah. But yeah, so really small. uh, It's like, and it's a bunch of flat panels and it's black. So it's like, how do I paint this thing? Because like, if I painted it, it's like one whole face of it's going to be a gray color. And then it's like different gray. Now it's black. Um, So I just resorted to edge highlighting. So you didn't do that, though? You didn't add the... I did not do the what I call the volumetric highlighting and sure. shading. No. I just did edge highlighting, and I took a lot of patience because it's so tiny, and the panel lines are so so tiny. I mean, I can show it to you. It's right over there behind the behind this beautiful white curtain. Um, but yeah, that's what I did. So that did you do any fades or, or shading None. from like the underside? Oh, for the all? orange I did, yeah. For the okay. orange accents I did. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did you do a airbrush? Nothing uh, airbrushed. Other than primer? Did you do a zenithal on it at all? Nope. Just started black and went from there. Okay. That makes sense because the thing's black. So they took 80% black, so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Now, I hope you guys enjoy the interview with me 
in Goobertown. It's just me and Brent because we only have two mics. <laughs> we only have two mics. Here's the other thing. I think it's super weird when you got three people. Um, Do you? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you had... Okay. When I... It's just... It, it's a new level of kind of feeling it out because it's not just like you and I going bop, 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 back and bop, forth and bop, stuff. Bop, bop, bop. But now we have the third person and it just... it You know... I don't know well, what I'm we, trying to when, say. If there's a third person, we become half humans. Yes. That's what it should be. And then that one person still gets to shine. Yes. Yeah. And we're not that good. We're discussing logistics right now of how to do it. <laughs> yeah. You guys get to you see don't the crap the about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, it's me, Brett, talking about YouTube. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to the first podcast where we're going to have a guest on. Uh, we're having Goobertown Hobbies is the name of the channel. Brent is over here in, in my house and we're gonna do an interview or just gonna, you know, we're just gonna talk. I've never had a guest on the podcast. It's gonna be a new experience for us. Let us know if you guys like it. So Brent, you are a YouTuber. What kind of videos do you make on your channel? Well, I make mini painting videos mostly. Okay. So, hey, I'm Brent. Uh, great to be on the podcast. Thanks <laughs> for inviting me into your home. Absolutely. Yeah, let's get that out of the way first. But <laughs> um, yeah, so, Goobertown Hobbies is primarily a mini painting channel. Um, I kept it a little bit vague though with the hobbies at the end instead of Goobertown Minis. Maybe I'll want to do something else. Okay, so that's the intention so, with the name is to... Yeah, leave a little bit of ambiguity there, a little bit of wiggle room. Okay, so okay. I've got some ideas for kind of one-offs that are not that are not mini painting, but I think they'll be enjoyable to us Goobers. But... Okay, <laughs> okay. Why not just call it Goobers? Well, it's too late for that now, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, I changed <laughs> Now the you name. tell me. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's possible. We don't need to. But anyways. Uh, S-Dub here with Goobertown. Oh, Goobs. yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I'm never going to live that name down. <laughs> so, yeah. You make videos, mostly miniature painting. Um, you mentioned uh, maybe doing something not entirely related to miniature painting. Can you tell us what that is? like? Sure. Okay. Um, so I'll give you a preview. There's one episode I'm thinking about. Um, I recently found my old Legos collection. Yes. So from like, I probably haven't touched it since age 10 or so. Yes. And I've got the, the castle and I've got the pirate ship and I've got the space shuttle and it's all mixed up into one giant bin. Okay. And one of the things that I've really been enjoying, uh, making videos is time-lapse shots. Like yeah. I, I just have a lot of fun with those and I am going to try to see if I can put all those sets back together in a time lapse. Okay. And just a just a fun idea of like a, a hobby I enjoy, something that seems fun, something that seems watchable. Um, you know, I open that crate up, and on top of this giant mashed together pile of Legos is actually all the like crumpled up instruction booklets. So to how to assemble it? Yeah. Oh. So like there's Score. this is this is possible. Like <laughs> like I don't remember like you know, I don't remember losing piles of my Legos. They might all be in that box. Who's to say there's only one way to find out? Yeah. And uh, you know, this is gonna be like three days of fun for me. And if I edit that down into a twenty minute video, maybe it'll be fun to watch. Who knows? Oh, okay, but okay. Um I thought you were gonna go in a different direction with that. And I was gonna yell at you because I thought you were gonna say, paint some Legos. So I've had an, I've had an idea to paint Legos, um, like in a realistic human skin tone, which would look kind of creepy. I was inspired <laughs> by, um, oh man, who's the guy from 
Mythbusters. He has a YouTube channel called Tested. Tested. Yep. They made this huge life-size cosplay of a Lego person, but and so they had like a huge life-size mask and everything. But they were using regular flesh tones, and it looked super creepy and weird and eerie. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I should actually paint a Lego person like that. And I was gonna yell at you because in the past I've had an idea for a video, and you've you've swooped under and and done it before me. I'm like, no, nah, man, no, I can't do it. I can't copy Brent. Um, the Simpsons did it. Did they? No, no, the uh, an old episode of South Park, uh, and and just a running refrain through the episode is Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. <laughs> oh, like, okay. Butters Butters has an evil plan or something, and uh, his little his little helper says, "No, nah, Simpsons already did that." Okay, okay. And just every time Butters comes up with a new evil plan, his little helper <laughs> Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it, okay. and it's. I mean, of course, it's completely meta of, like, the South Park creators, like, trying to come up with an episode. Like, you can't do that. The Simpsons have done it. But right, right. All of this stuff has been done. We all have our unique take on things. Sure. Like, don't let that stop you. Okay. Like, okay. We'll, we're going to do it different. Uh, each of ours will have their own values. Um, right. I have like, the blessing. <laughs> I have the blessing from Brent to make the 24-hour painting video that I wanted to make. That's the one, huh? Yeah, that's right. the one. <laughs> Um, because I have a bunch of wood elves and I want to paint them all. And, you know, it's, you probably understand this, that as, as a video creator, you don't have a whole lot of time to paint for fun. And so painting wood elves would be, would be my for fun painting. And mm-hmm. I want to get them all painted, um, uh, because I think next year when the new general's handbook for age Sigmar comes out, probably three fourths of the army is getting called from the system entirely, but we're not here to talk about age of Sigmar. We're oh. talking about Brent. Um, Brent uh, is a newer YouTuber, I guess you could say. How long have you been making videos? Under a year, at a year? About a year. About a year. Um, so last September, yeah, maybe maybe 13 months is ago is when I posted my first video on YouTube. Okay. Um, so what was about the first, a year. What was the first video? It was paint stripping. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. like one of my favorite videos that you've ever done. Um, because it reminds me a lot about what uh, I like to try to do, which is have a nice comparison between, um, various products for, uh, an activity or, uh, something people want to do a lot, which is stripping. So Brent tests a bunch of different stripping options. Uh, you test LA is totally awesome. Power clean, isopropyl alcohol, and maybe a few others. Yep. And yeah. So when I was kind of thinking about what the type of videos I wanted to make, part of it was like fixing some things that I'd seen in other people's videos yes. or like where there's holes in what videos are out there. Yes. And so I'm going to mention some of my favorite YouTube people right now, Dude. but um, Luke's APS has a video where he says that denatured alcohol is the thing you should strip with. And uncle Adam has, you know, you want that purple power or super clean or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's, um, I'll just mention those because those are some bigger names, but like there are a lot of videos out there. It's like, nah, you need to use super green. No, you need to use isopropyl alcohol. Mm. And it's all these people um, just because that's what's worked for them. And so they're like swearing by one thing. And I'm like, okay, I can add to this conversation by doing a test of these. And in the end, it doesn't matter that much what you choose, just as long as you pick something that like works and is like available near where you are. Yeah. But there was, um, yeah, all this, like there were arguments about this, like, and, and just like the question on like a Facebook group or something of what do I use to strip my minis would just instantaneously get like 200 (laughs) replies. They'd all be different. And then you'd start to get like infighting. Like, (laughs) 
So yeah, um, it, it, it's a prime subject for a video. Right. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, as I was picking topics, like I'm trying to get something that is valuable to watch, uh, does like answers something that I want to know the answer to, or is a project that I want to do. Um, and yeah, so that was the first one I did. And that was, that took me a long time to make mostly because I was also learning how to film during the making of that. Okay. So like, uh, if you watch that video, um, one, I had a different mic and so the voiceover is terrible. Like the intro to that video is very stilted the way I'm like sitting there and like I have my script and I'm reading it off like verbatim. <laughs> um, and, and I'm not like hiding very well that that's what I'm doing. Okay. Um, but also... Yeah, like you can tell like I like filmed the wrong aspect ratio for like a lot of that video or like, oh, like out of four focus. By three or something like that. Yeah, or? I think it was. So the I did time lapses of like the paint falling off of of the minis while it's being stripped. Mm -hmm. So like and which is awesome by the way. Like yeah. that like put a painted mini in super clean and just watch the paint fall off over a couple of hours. It depends on like exactly what paints on the model, whether that looks awesome or not, but you get like these weird swirls and stuff and it's like just dripping off the model. And I was doing time lapses, but yeah, it was in four by three. And uh, so, and um, live and learn. And also, I mean, time-lapse shots are interesting anyway from like the camera doing like auto lighting adjusts and stuff. Oh, um, okay. And so like, I, I didn't know that you have to set the camera on manual and I didn't know any of the camera settings like a, I'm getting there, yeah, but like, right, right, yeah, right. You, you set all the lighting settings on manual and then you walk out of the room. Right. Like, so it uh, doesn't change each picture and you get these yeah. weird like pulsing and exposure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or like even, even just the, the natural lighting change from like the 60 Hertz lights in your room or whatever, like can trigger that, I think. Mm. Um, and just the camera being like, now nah, it got a little bit darker in here, yeah. like in the last 60th of the second. Let's uh, let's change the exposure. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, the sun goes down in your room. And oh, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like um, so you mentioned time lapse, and we were talking about it earlier, not during the podcast. And now that you mentioned it a second time, I kind of realized that that's kind of, um, I don't want to call it a motif, but something that you, you do frequently. And it's because you enjoy seeing the outcome. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. So a good time-lapse shot, it can be extremely satisfying. Like okay. um, you had like a time-lapse shot of you like cleaning up your, your space here. Mm, and yeah. like, I enjoyed that. Like, oh man, like, yeah, yeah, look yeah. how clean that's getting. And so fast, <laughs> like it started so messy and now it's so clean. Yes. And yeah. that took me like like 15 seconds to watch. Like, yeah. I don't know how long it took you to do, but. Uh, probably, probably hours. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, but. I think that's part of the enjoyment people get out of YouTube videos is seeing some somebody take, for example, a blank mini that looks like nothing. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of a 10, 15 minute video, it looks awesome. Like right. there, yeah, there's a lot of uh, enjoyment and satisfaction there. And a time-lapse shot can kind of put that all, all into one place. You're starting with, with nothing and then you're getting something done. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And it can feel like you are kind of experiencing the process that the painter is experiencing and you get to kind of experience the uh, the highs and the lows without maybe not needing to expend the same amount of time that they did right so yeah there's some there's some value there yeah. so yeah i want to talk about uh your approach to youtube and what you, what the considerations you've been making when making videos and other things um because a lot of people uh want to make YouTube videos about their favorite thing, in, in our case, miniature painting. 
and they can seem really daunting for a lot of reasons. One, it's not the most popular thing in the world. It's people refer to it as a niche hobby. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to, you know, put up numbers like 20,000 views, 30,000 views on a video. So I want to talk to you about your approach to YouTube, what you consider is a valuable topic for a video and kind of your process, how you deliver the video, how you present yourself in front of the camera. Let's just wax poetic about YouTube for 30 minutes. Sure. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we do this offline a little bit also. Yeah, and absolutely. so like, um, yes, this is both of our favorite topics or, or pretty near the top actually. Right. Um, yeah. So we could go for longer than half an hour, sure. but, um, yeah. So we'll want to start with topic choice, I guess sure, that, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, video topics. So first off, make videos that you want to make, do projects that you want to do, mm -hmm. and that will shine through. Um, going to have a whole bunch of caveats on that and like how to frame those topics, mm -hmm. but you should be making videos because you want to make videos. And so at the moment, kind of all of my hobbying becomes a video and uh, you and I, Scott, have also talked about how we don't have a ton of time to like hobby for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like your wood elves, the only way you're going to paint those wood elves is if you make a video out of it yep. and you want to paint wood elves. So a topic of a video is going to be wood elves. And that's, that's great because you can show your passion in the video and you also get those painted mm -hmm. and win, win, win. Um, now framing that video though, do you also want a lot of people to watch and enjoy and get something out of that video? And that's where you have to just be careful with your framing. And that can even just be the, how you title the video, but it can also be the, the voiceover that you do for the video, the way you present that project. So you could make five different videos today. I am going to paint a wood elf ranger, give some unit names, uh, Eternal Arch guard. Uh, yeah. Glade guard. Yeah. So, um, you can make a video painting glade guard or something and that video will get less clicks than 24 hour speed paint wood elf army challenge right yeah um so you can make yeah painting glade guard painting glade riders painting spell singers painting uh orion painting ah, way watchers okay just kidding. <laughs> let's just try to get to that point all right um well, yeah. And, and so in the mini painting community, there are a ton of videos out there painting this unit. Mm -hmm. And for a small subset of people that want to paint that unit, that is the video that they want to watch. Mm -hmm. They're like, I need to know how to paint, paint Glade Guard. I don't even know if this nub is supposed to be like leather or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I need to figure out colors that look good on this Glade Guard. Mm -hmm. And so for somewhere between a hundred and 5,000 people, like that's the video that they want to watch. And then maybe you'll double, double that number with people who just like watching you paint and, and want to see what you get up to. Mm -hmm. But there are a ton of videos out there that are just, I'm going to paint this mall today. I'm going to paint this mall today. I'm going to paint this mall today. And, um, even within that, like if they're painting the model blue, but you would prefer like a red glade guard, then, then even that video is less useful to you. Right. So it's um, even a smaller subset of the people that would actually yeah. care about seeing what else you right. painted. Right, right. Yeah. So if getting a lot of people to watch your video is important to you, if if that's something you care about and you don't have to care about that, like if if that's not what you want to do, that's, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, 
but if you want more than 5,000 people to watch that video, you have to frame it in a way that more than just people who own a Glade Guard model will care about. Right. So, um, I mean, that could be painting reds. You have to go a little bit broader. Like, mm -hmm. uh, how about painting pa pa others? Yes, there you go. People might care about that. Yeah, um, broaden it out in some way so that's applicable to everything. Um, of course, the one the one exception to this rule is heavy metal marines. But <laughs> <laughs> so so that's the that's the one uh, category where you can say I am going to paint a yellow space marine yeah, and get a hundred thousand views. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the trump uh, card. <laughs> you're right. Um, but but for everything else. Take the project that you want to do and find a way to put it in a video that's at least nominally about something else. Right, yeah. And there are a lot of ways to do that. We talked yeah. about just like specific techniques like painting leather or you mentioned 24-hour uh, like painting a gimmick. spree. Yeah. A gimmick, it's called. A, a gimmick, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have a way that's interesting and that's by format. So you have a format on your channel where you roll dice to determine the emotion, the color used, and whether the person's a villain or a hero. Mm -hmm. And so the format is a fun format. So it's like, I don't care what Brent's painting in this episode of Goobertown Roulette. Um, I just want to see the process of trying to fit orange in this orc who is also a dopey villain or whatever it is mm -hmm. he rolled. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a fun, the, the decision-making is a fun thing to watch. So don't, don't get caught up in trying to think about specific techniques as a way to uh, frame your video in a more attractive way. There are, there are so many ways to do that. I'm talking about how framing uh, what you want to do um, in a way uh, to be more, more attractive to other people so that you can uh, spend your video making time painting things that you want to paint. So you, you find value in enjoying the process because your happiness is going to show through in the end product. Sure. Um, that's one of those things. But well, also one thing that I've noticed, I mean, everyone gets this comment, um, is that you are the, um, dang it, what's that guy's name? Bob Ross of miniature painting. At one point, every single YouTuber who paints minis has gotten that comment. But for you, it's actually true. Your cadence and your delivery is calm and it's slow and it's not rushing into one particular spot or the other, but it's just letting things happen. And I've always been curious, is that intentional or are you doing that because um, like you're still developing who you are in front of the camera, which is something that took me like years to figure out? Um, why, why are you doing that? So it is me. Okay. Um, at this point, I'm not playing it up, but I am leaning a little bit into that, okay. like like with uh, you know music choice and stuff, mm -hmm. and like whether whether I'm telling jokes or how many, or but also just the editing and you know how long I stay on a shot, how long I keep talking about a shot. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I could use my voice to say, and then I painted red, and then I painted yellow, and then I you know, um, but if I say, and I painted red, and I think this really looks nice on the model because it gives him. A little bit more of an angry kind of look you know whatever mm -hmm. um but yes I, I have recognized that for whatever reason people do enjoy the voiceovers that i do uh they do find it to be calming or relaxing or whatever um and so i enjoy doing voiceovers like that if other people if that's what they're enjoying mm -hmm. um yeah i can I, I i do emphasize that in my videos i would say that it is it is just me though um so in a previous life, uh, I did some teaching and stuff. Okay. And so like, 
I don't know if I want to say stage presence or whatever, but like my, my speaking tone hasn't changed that much since those days. Okay. And yeah, you know, back then I had students that said I was boring, but some students that enjoyed <laughs> listening to me. So, you know, and, and now with YouTube, the people who don't like it don't have to watch and the people who like it can, yeah. uh, you know, click right away. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a thing that I like to preach a lot about in YouTube is that there is a, there's an inclination to want to make everybody happy and be this kind of blank canvas of a person that just mm -hmm. conveys information. Um, and, and that may actually end up netting you the most views and uh, like the most subscribers. But when you kind of hone in who you are as a person and also the subject of what you want to do and the format of how you present it, uh, you're going to get people that are going to, you know, leave really awful comments. Um, but some that will stick around and, and love what you do and then kind of like, you know, look into your Patreon, look into your Facebook. So it's kind of counterintuitive, but the more narrow of a target audience you shoot for, typically the better off you do in other areas off platform. Um, and I, yeah, it's kind of a a weird thing to come to terms with because it's like, okay, I want to make videos for a very specific person, but I also want to do well on YouTube and those things don't really mix well too often. Right. Um, going off of that, I think adding some of your personality into your videos is what makes them your videos. Mm -hmm. If you're just a pair of hands that gets painting done, mm -hmm. um, pair of hands plus the voiceover. And so like, I guess there's some differentiation between like painting styles and art styles and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're a pair of hands plus a talking head and people get to know you and people want to see what Scott's up to this week, then yeah, that, that starts to build a, a following and an audience and more so than just like, you know, Scott painted another thing. Let's see what his gloved hands are doing today. I <laughs> uh, eh, don't care about wood elves. Like, yeah. Um, it, the the personality and the voice that you bring to the channel ab absolutely make the channel right um, yeah and, and yeah you have to lean into that like figure out what your figure out what you want your voice to be based on what your possible range is <laughs> um, we we cannot all be uh, you know Sam Lenz or Uncle Adam <laughs> or, or, or or whoever like um, we Kenny we Boucher. each we yeah. <laughs> That guy is great. Okay, yeah. That guy is if, great if you at what are, he wants to do. If if you guys are thinking about making a YouTube channel out there, I encourage you to do exactly what Kenny does. Dude. That That is the path to success. Dude. And just start every episode the way he does. Study that man. Like, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, that, that's a perfect example of being like showing a character that you want to show yeah. and you're going to get haters for it because people aren't going to like the, the Macho Man Randy Savage delivery and others are going to love it. Um yeah, uh, that's that's a perfect, that's example. A perfect example. It really is. Yeah. And uh, I haven't met Kenny, but uh, yeah. some people say that yeah, he's pretty much like that in real life. Like that's uh, yeah. <laughs> I met him. He's the nicest dude ever. Um, I met him at Adepticon 2018, and when I met him, he like recited my entire YouTube history to me, and I was like, holy cow! Like you watch my videos, and you you know what's going on. Like in in like even the smaller videos that I make that like aren't like like channel updates and things like that. He <laughs> will watch those. And he, he like recited them all back to me. And I was like, holy cow, this is crazy. It was, it was very surreal to hear that guy kind of yeah. say those things to me. But we're saying all these things about showing your personality and, and kind of, I want to give one caveat. YouTube is an interesting beast because there's many ways to find success on the platform. Um, there are some absolutely zany channels that have crazy stuff that do well and they don't follow a formula. So 
a formula breaking channel that I could bring up right now is Sarastro. Sarastro is painting hands in a voiceover. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll see his face in his other videos, but mostly it's just that. And people attach to just the high quality nature of the video, the fact that he produces his own music, the fact that he edits the video in such an easy to follow way and a nice cadence, people attach to that. And uh, he does well on Patreon because of it, I think. Um, so like me and me and Brent think that showing your personality is an important thing and that, that has proven it, well it has for been us. our path. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. But there are, there are many paths to success on YouTube. So don't, don't let your creativity like go. Like you can try all kinds of different stuff. It yeah. doesn't work for us. Yep. Um, but if you, if you are kind of following a similar path to somebody else, you need to be thinking about what makes you unique. Yes. Um, so if, if you do want to make the, the painting hands type of channel, there are many successful channels like that out there, particularly Sir Astro. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you want to do that type of channel, you need to think, what am I adding to that that's different? Is that topic choice? Are you doing models that other people aren't doing? Are, do you have um, a really unique and interesting style of painting that you're adding? Um, do you have better and different music? You know, is, <laughs> what, what what is it that makes you unique and does it make it Better isn't a word I like to use too much here, but worth but watching. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. If if there's a couple, if there's a thumbnail from, let's say, Sarastro, and there's your thumbnail, is there something that's going to make them click your thumbnail? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's actually an interesting conversation. Um, so say someone is wanting to make YouTube videos. One of the first things you might consider doing is is copying someone else in small ways um, to inspire your process, either intentionally or not intentionally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you've given some advice already about how to frame topics in a way that's desirable to YouTube. But what other advice would you give to someone who is starting out, who's maybe copying someone else um, and kind of trying to find their way and their personality on the platform? Okay. Well, we did just use the word thumbnails. Okay. Um, and that is a place to start at least. Okay. Okay. Um, so when I am thinking about a video that I'm working on, um, I'm thinking about a couple of things. One, what am I putting in this video that's interesting in terms of, am I showing off some new techniques? Um, do I do I have a point either like philosophical or hobby point to make in this video? Um, like, like, okay, first the content, what's the story of the video? That's, that's something you need to really be on. And if your content is just, I'm gonna paint a stormtrooper, that's okay, but that stormtrooper needs to be better than Sarastro's. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and furthermore, added to that, your thumbnail of that stormtrooper needs to be better than Sarastro's. <laughs> okay. So while you're making a video yeah. and painting, you are thinking about what is the main highlight of this video going yep. to be? And that's going to dictate your thumbnail and your title. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And so, um, yeah, continuing on, what I was going to say there is thumbnail and title. Mm -hmm. That the reason anyone clicks on your video, especially if you are a complete unknown at the time, is thumbnail and title. And that conveys the topic. And so like if someone is interested in the topic, that's a good place to start. Um, but also the thumbnail does a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and so there's a, there are best practices there. Um, you and I have both noticed that faces make people click. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've, I've yeah. heard it at least. Another thing that I might do is I'll take a thumbnail that I want to use or I plan to use and I'll go into my home tab and I'll put my thumbnail and I'll scale it down in size and literally put it in 
the the home tab mm-hmm. thing. Have you done this before? Th- yes. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you can see how does my thumbnail stack up in in a sea of all these colorful images and and faces that have been blown up and mm-hmm. all those other things. So. Yeah, I am not the greatest at making thumbnails. Um, I'm also not very good at titling videos because, like, it it feels dirty to use like clickbaity words. Yeah, sometimes. This, let's talk about this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yes, it does. <laughs> uh, yes. It feel it feels very dirty to use clickbaity words. Yeah. Like clickbait is something that we have hated our entire lives. Yeah. Um, and then you get to a point where. You know, as, we, as we're starting to understand YouTube stats and like whether or not your video keeps being shown to people, mm-hmm. um, you need to bait those clicks. So, yeah, so it's stupid that it yeah. works. That's the thing that I hate about it, right? <laughs> so, um, YouTube makes a decision about how many people to show your thumbnail to. Mm-hmm. That's impressions. Yeah. And it decides on how many people to show your video to based on one, how many people click on that thumbnail and two, how long they watch it. And then there's probably a few other things. If in there, they go but... from that video to watching more videos. Okay. So YouTube loves that people stay on the platform. So if okay. watching your video leads to more, then it gets recommended more. I'm going to write this down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so... A video that does really well, let's say that, you know, YouTube shows it to people on their home screen and know, 8% of people click on that video. Uh, that's reasonably high. YouTube might keep showing that thumbnail to people. Mm-hmm. If only 6% of people click on that thumbnail, maybe YouTube's just going to stop showing that thumbnail and start, you know, showing one of Kenny's thumbnails. Right. And clickbait, like... If clickbait can bring you from 6% click-through rate to 8% click-through rate, and again, it, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it makes all the difference in whether or not YouTube keeps showing your video to people, keeps giving people the option of clicking on your video. Yes. And clickbait feels so dirty, but if I have to use all caps on like the second word in a title in order for people to see that this is an outstanding mini, like... <laughs> um, gotta do what you gotta do and like um again like the the funny faces thing Mm -hmm. like i've had some thumbnails where yeah it's a it's a big genuine picture of my face and maybe the model is somewhere in there but um the the video i did uh, with squidmar especially like Mm -hmm. i had a I had a stupid expression on my face and <laughs> I thought you were just smiling. Yeah. But like the eyes were like a little bit wider and I got, I got, it did get more comments than normal of like, you're doing that on purpose. Uh, like you, you, you look, you look ridiculous. Uh, like, um, and, uh, if you're watching, I agree. <laughs> I, he I, knows. I, I know, I know. <laughs> um, and, uh, it's just, it's just kind of a necessary evil on that one because again, our lizard brains, like, who's that goofy looking guy? Yeah, like, yeah. and then, and then they actually like read like a couple words of the title and like, yeah, that might be interesting. Like what's, what's this about? And then, and then you get that click and there we are. And, um, yeah, I, now the rest of this is the way we justify this to ourselves is I do think you should click because I do think my videos and your videos, Scott are worth watching. Right. And so, you know, it, it's not like you're tricking them into watching a bad video. You're mm-hmm. trying to trick them into watching a good video. Interesting like, way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I put a lot of work into this video. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get people to watch it. Yeah. There are, there are some bad videos out there Yeah, and yeah. bad videos with like successful clickbaity, you know, thumbnails. 
Um, and then that's why, you know, part of the, the rest of the formula that YouTube uses is like, okay, how long do people actually watch this video mm -hmm. and, and all that other stuff? But no one cares about thumbnails this much. We should move on. What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> They're all curious. We for went, sure. Yeah. We went down this path pretty hard and then, uh, <laughs> And then you got your titles and we can talk for half an hour on titles, but <laughs> well, you know what uh, I want to ask like, is you mentioned that we put a lot of effort into our videos and I've talked yeah, at length on my channel about what I do on my videos, but I'm curious what you do on yours. So you, you, you alluded to script writing. Mm -hmm. So you write scripts for your videos. Um, but what's your process look like? Are you painting first, then scripting, then shooting and then editing? What does it look like? Yes. All those things. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So before I pick a project, I'm thinking about, okay, what can I show off in this project? Um, and I either need to have like a color scheme that's really awesome, or I need to have a couple of techniques or materials that I want to use, um, or that kind of Bob Ross feeling of like, it's okay to paint a mini that is not very good or, yeah, or, 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 or whatever. Mistakes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, so before I pick a project, I have something like that in my mind. Then I get into painting it and um, I'm still at a, I often do test models, not less than half the time I do test models. A lot of times I just have one copy of that model. But um, if that's an option to me to like kind of test color schemes, so um, I have no shame saying you are a much better painter than I am, but I, I do my best to make up that gap by picking color combinations that work well together so that you still get an attractive looking mini out at the end. Sure. And so um, partially as, as a way to get myself up to a, a watchable level is to do uh, a little bit of, of test minis uh, just to make sure that I'm getting some color combinations that look good or that like putting a wash over something gives a pretty cool effect. So I'll do just a little bit of work to make sure that, okay, there's there's going to be something worthwhile in this video. Mm -hmm. um, so just a little bit of playing around and once I'm like, yeah, okay, I can do something with this, then it's the filming. And as I'm doing the filming, I'm thinking about the video construction in terms of what shots I want, what I want to be talking about, um, and so even things like, am I going to grab a picture of this box or a picture of this bottle of paint? Is this something that I'm going to be talking about in the video enough to, to want this picture? Do I need a shot of me unboxing whatever I'm working on? Do I need a shot of me assembling whatever I'm working on? Okay. You know, is there any value to that? Is that just wasting people's time okay. or, or, um, but yeah, so like as I'm planning what shots I need is also planning the video, is also thinking about the script. So it's on the fly. It sounds like it's pretty on the fly. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so um I don't I do not make a like a physical list of the shots I need or anything, okay. but it's like, okay, the bulk of this is either gonna be my hands painting things or the bulk of this is going to be time lapse shots of, of my table. Um so so I do have at least that much knowledge about the video. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, and then I and then I look at the shots that I have, and especially I figure out like what shots are really cool, and then some shots are just not cool. Whether um, whether I was not painting very well for for when I put the brown on on the bows or whatever, right. or um, just just the shot is unappealing in the way it looks or the value it's conveying or whatever. So I pick the shots that are like I'm really happy with and often it's a nice time-lapse shot or or like the you know the the crowning moments or if i if i 
actually like dotted an I and like it looked good. Like, okay, yeah, that's that's going in the video. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, once I know what my favorite shots are, then I write a script. And for me, that's actually something that I spend a lot of time on um, because I do recognize that one of the things people like about my videos is is the voiceovers. Sure. So I do, and, and that's also framing the video and and conveying some sort of message and conveying the education. Right. Um, so for me, uh, in my head, the video is the voiceover and I give you pretty and relevant things to look at during the voiceover. Mm -hmm. um, and so the the script that I'm writing very much is the video. Okay. Um, so I write, I write a script um, and try to think about the pacing and what I'm focusing on and then I get to editing. So uh, take take the voiceover, do the voiceover, take the voiceover, cut it down, cut out the weird mouth sounds that, that get in there a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and then I set just the video on top of the voiceover. Okay. I take the shots that I like and I put them on top of the voiceover, but it's very much the voiceover comes, well, I acquire the shots, the voiceover then is the video, and then I put video on top of the voiceover to make it look good. Okay. Um, so a couple questions. Um, you mentioned you being aware of the shots that are going to make it into the end product before you start editing, before you even start script writing. Mm -hmm. Do you do this because you're like watching on your monitor and it's like, okay, I like that shot. I'm going to include that. Do you like take notes of something somewhere saying like, okay, at, at 20 minutes on, on this camera, I got a good shot. Or do you just kind of remember? It's mostly in my head. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, another question I had was you probably record a lot of footage that doesn't end up making it into the final product. Yes. So I was curious. There is a topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was curious, like the percentage breakdown. Is it like 5% makes it into the end product or, or what does it look like? It might be, yeah, it might be 10% or something like that. So for example, if you are painting a miniature, one of the easiest things to do is just to leave your camera on the entire time. Yeah, yeah, forget <laughs> uh, about it. <laughs> right. Uh, of course, that depends on the shot. So for me, just the way I hold my hands and everything while I'm painting, it, it's actually not ideal. I think you have a little more comfortable setup the way that you figured out it, how to oh, paint. For sure. It's definitely yeah. high in comfort, but there's high uh, opportunity for me to mess up the shot by getting my head in the way. Okay. Um, yeah, that was a priority for me when I first got started painting. I was like, if I'm going to paint something that I'm going to enter into crystal brush, my comfort cannot be like uh, messed with in any way because I need to be able to paint as best as I can. That makes sense. Um, yeah. But for you, maybe it's different. Yeah. So just me personally, I actually really like the posture of sitting back from the desk. Okay. Like, um, like if my chair, like even like tilted back in my chair, okay, um, elbows, elbows on my uh, rib cage, you know, hands together, leaned back a bit. And that's not great for painting uh, or yeah. sorry. No, that's not great for filming for, painting. Yeah. I should yeah say. Right. Right. Um, and for me like that, my eyes focus really well at that distance. I have a good amount of control, but it's, hard to get a camera to focus like slightly off of your chest where you're, where you're painting and have it look like anything good. Right. So for filming, I've adopted the posture of elbows on the desk. The camera is behind my right shoulder. And, um, I found that that way I can get, I can get the mini in focus and I can keep my body parts out of the shot other than my hands, but it's not 
ideal for painting. Like my, my hands are, you know, 10 inches farther away from my eyes than I'd like them to be. It's just not, it, things are relatively stabilized, but I don't have the control of my favorite painting position. Right. So, um, there's, there's two possibilities there. One, I just, uh, leave the camera on the entire time and I'm getting some good paint strokes and some bad paint strokes while I'm not painting in an ideal position. Mm -hmm. Or, um, I can also kind of keep turning on and off the camera. So, um, sometimes like in my head, I know, okay, I'm going to say that. And then I painted Viking blue and I layered that on. And, and so I go and I turn my camera on and kind of with my hands in the perfect filming position, I get uh, a minute of footage of painting that blue, knowing that I'll then cut that out and use 15 seconds of me painting blue. Mm -hmm. And then I'll turn off the camera, I'll lean back in my chair, I paint the way that I want to paint. Um, That's rough. It, it's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm always working on that. Like, I, I need to teach myself... E either to film in a different way or to paint in a different way to get better at that. But it's, it's not terrible. Like it's, um, I can do like an entire speed paint mini entirely on camera. Okay. Like I can do that, but my painting skill is not at its zenith. Um, there's an interesting question there too, of when you're clicking a thumbnail, you can see the timestamp of how long this video is. Yeah. And there's a whole meta game there, I'm yeah. sure. But um, if it takes three hours to paint a figure, nobody wants to watch three hours. Uh, honestly, nobody wants to watch 30 minutes either. So like, uh, you got to cut that down for sure. Um, and, and, but the process of cutting down means that you're putting all the interesting bits in the, not just interesting, but like educational bits, like you're choosing what the interesting brushstrokes are and what the like important color choices were yes. in that process the parts yeah. that demonstrate best what you are talking about yes yes, yes, um, yes yeah and if it does require more footage than the time that you have voice over for <laughs> sometimes i do you know i will cut to a music track um to then demonstrate more of what i'm trying to do but that doesn't happen a whole lot but it has happened but i have some more questions for you that I just thought up randomly oh, um yeah. This is probably a question that every YouTuber would love to answer, but there are likely some videos that you have made that you put a lot of effort into and really loved the outcome and did not perform very well. And there are likely videos that um, you maybe not didn't put that much effort into, but performed really well. And I'm curious if you have examples of either of those scenarios. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Um, at the time I made it, I had a suspicion it might do well, and I continued to be embarrassed that it did. Um, so I did, oh, uh, I think I know what this is eBay on eBay. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, uh, Craigslist. Uh, yeah. Um, in my life, I've gotten a couple of really good scores on Craigslist <laughs> and, um, for the most recent, like pretty good score from Craigslist was at a time where I was actually making videos. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this was the, the best video that I've ever had was the goblins match painting video, mm -hmm. which is close to 300,000 views right now. And, um, that's, that's awesome that it got so many views. Yeah. I'm not surprised that it was my highest view video, but anyway, um, so that, so a couple of videos after that at a time where YouTube was giving me benefit of the doubt in terms of like <laughs> showing people my videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, I happened to get a good Craigslist deal. 
and it's not the best Craigslist deal I've ever gotten in my life, but it was it was a haul. It was a it was a haul. It's a haul video. That's what it was. Yeah. That's, uh, that's why it's so embarrassing. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no, a, a big Rubbermaid box of old Warhammer stuff on Craigslist. Someone posted for eighty bucks, and you know, blurry pictures. But I could see that there was more than eighty bucks worth of stuff in there. Um, I always do enjoy going through like a, a used haul and seeing what's in there and seeing what gems are in there. Yeah, um, especially like Craigslist postings. I've actually dried up in the last couple of years, I think. Interesting. So there, I found a much higher percentage of people who know what they're posting and a lower percentage of, I got this box of toys and, and uh, I don't know, Jimmy doesn't use them anymore <laughs> and uh, uh, war, hammer, like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But those are the ones you want. Like those yeah, are <laughs> the mom who doesn't know what she has. Be there at five. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, this like this particular one was like some guy who didn't quite know what he had. Mm. Uh, like he was he was able to put down like the names of some of the factions, but they were like misspelled. Like yeah. in the video, I, I I made sure to announce Candia. Yeah. There's some Candians in there, <laughs> and there were indeed some Imperial Guard soldiers yeah, in yeah. that box. But anyway. Um, the video that did the best that I'm not the least proud of is me sitting there for 45 minutes going through this box of stuff I got on, yeah. on Craigslist. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you had asked me, like, hey, Scott, should I make a video doing this? I'd be like, no, that's a terrible <laughs> idea for a video. But it worked great. Well, again, haul videos are a thing. Unboxing are videos. Oh, unboxing. They are, yeah. They are. I, I, I can't stand unboxing videos. I don't. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of them, but... Uh, yeah. Well, there's but, one guy who does unboxing videos. His name is, is the Bardic. Uh, oh, okay. The Dwarf. That's is, different because he adds something to the video. Yeah, he's so exciting. Yeah. But anyways... Baradric Broadcast. Baradric It's something broadcast. broadcast. Yeah, something yeah. with a B. Yes, that sounds yeah. right. All right, but you were saying that video... Right. And so it's it's just me like, what's in the box next? Ooh, a sprue of Imperial Guard. What's it going to be next? Ooh, like, and, and then like a few actually interesting ones like, uh, blanking on the name, the, the undead from Egypt. Oh, uh, Tomb Kings. Tomb Kings. Yeah. And like, so there were R. like R. a couple of actually interesting finds in there, but mm -hmm. like nothing mind blowing. Um, but again, like for whatever reason, people turn that on and they are also like along with me. Ooh, what's coming out of that box next? And for me, like I actually cared because I got to own those things. Mm -hmm. And for the people watching, they don't get to own the Tomb Kings. Like for me, it's like I own Tomb Kings now. Yeah. These people watching like, ooh, Brent got some Tomb Kings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, YouTube, like one of their metrics is how long do people watch that video for? And some people are just turning it on like, ooh, there's a lot of stuff left in that box. What's going to be down there? Right, yeah. Um, so having a longer runtime gets yeah. you longer retention, which then might boost your Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think I had a decent, like, title on it and stuff too, but that video did really well. And again, like, when I was making it, I'm like, this has a chance of doing really well. And I'm sorry about that. I actually like apologized in the video. Like I don't want to be making an unboxing video. I don't want to be making a haul video, but I'm doing it this time. And I think I said like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for making this video. Like I actually think I said, I, I, I won't do this again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think right now it's like my fourth most watched video or okay. something. Like it's, it's yeah, over a hundred thousand. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, and then in terms of like videos that I put a lot of effort in that 
got less attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think partially that just happens from time to time. Yeah, um, it does. I've noticed that a little more often on like single model videos. Um, one, so like, so like I can just list off a couple of times where like I had a poorly performing video. Like I did one video on painting some Arena Rex gladiators and I didn't paint them up to an awesome standard or anything, but they looked okay. And it was like a, a different topic for the channel and people like gladiators. Yeah. Uh, that one just tanked like, um, and, and that happens sometimes. The, uh, the one I'm probably saddest about was my, uh, my vacation video, which see, you didn't watch it. Um, now is it the boat? Yes. Yeah, You're painting on a boat. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and that was a that was a video where I just this summer I went on vacation and I took uh, two cameras with me and I'm just like I'm gonna take shots of me just painting minis in stupid places like out in the woods. <laughs> no, I have and to so, watch this. Video. And so like uh, I spent a couple of days just getting ridiculous shots. Like I have like I have like ten shots of like a boat floating past and me on the boat like painting a mini. <laughs> And like the boat changes each time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you? You have a camera in the boat at one point. At one point, I did. Yeah, I that had. That is terrifying. It was a little bit. Um, so he has like a four hundred dollar camera, but yeah. and like on a tripod in like a canoe. But like I'm pretty good at canoes, and like okay. it was a pretty calm day. Like it was a perfectly calm day. It was a great shot. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was. Uh, so that was a G7 camera, which can do up to half an hour of 4K video. Yeah. So I just turned, like I set it up, I set up a tripod, like center of gravity really low on that tripod. Yeah, okay. But okay. I set that up in the bow of the boat, had it pointed back to where I'd be sitting in the canoe, like launch the canoe, like getting into the canoe was the only scary part where yeah. things are really shaking around. But like once you're out on the water, just, just paddling along, like. Um, I need to watch this video. This sounds fantastic. We all need to watch this video. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we, we've been referencing a lot of of, uh, of Brent's videos. And whenever I, whenever a video is referenced, it'll appear in the top right-hand corner of the video on YouTube. But if you're listening to the audio version, I'm going to link all these videos in the show notes. So if you want to find them there, they will be there. But yes. Wow, thanks, Scott. But anyway, this I mean, this vacation. If I don't do that, what's, what's the what's point? What's the point? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I, it, was, it was a vacation video. And I said, like, how to hobby on vacation. And like... When I was first thinking about the concept of this video, and so this is interesting too, how, how your idea for a video changes over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when I was first thinking about this, it was like, okay, I got a vacation coming up. I'm going to a cabin in the woods. Can I bring just a few hobby supplies and make a video while I'm out there? Okay. And so at first it was, okay, I'm going to take a couple of storm casts and I am going to teach myself how to paint non-metallic metals. Finally, today's the day. I'm I'm sequestering myself in the woods. <laughs> I've got I've got gold. I've got brown. I've got I don't know a couple other colors. Yeah. I'm going to teach myself how to paint non-metallic. Me- so I still don't know how to paint non-metallic metal. <laughs> but um, what I ended up doing was I was just like, okay, we'll we'll get some fun shots for this video of me. Like just just in 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 nature painting, like this is this is the vacation video, and the theme is gonna be like teach yourself a new skill by just sitting down and doing it. Sometimes you just need to say, other people can do this. I am just as good as other people. I can learn anything that anyone else can learn. Um, I just need to put time in and learn the skill. Yeah. And so that was gonna be the theme. Is gonna be like sequester yourself, get to the bottom of it. 
and and I'm still gonna do that. You know, that, sure. this is still gonna happen. But um, but then I started filming, and I wasn't having a very good time with with the painting, but I was having a great time getting shots of me like holding up a mini and a paintbrush like while floating by in a canoe like no that's what this video is about now <laughs> so like then i did that in a different canoe and a different like like a like at this uh this lake we were at i had access to a one-seater canoe two-seater canoe three-seater canoe and then like a pile of kayaks like a motorboat like it's <laughs> like i took a lot of stupid footage for this for this uh video and um some people watched it but like you know as as the metrics are coming in, you can normally tell in like the second or third hour whether it's going to be a good video or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Generally speaking, for me, like over a thousand views an hour for like the first ten to twelve hours means mm -hmm. that this is on track. Yeah. This is below yeah. that. It's not above that. It's doing well. Um, but yeah, that that can be a problem where you're like kind of you release the video and you're kind of just sitting there watching the analytics. Right. Yeah. Um. And that's something else I figured out is that like the day you release a video, or at least for me, like I can't tear myself away from the analytics yeah. and then, and then you get like emotions involved also yeah, like, yeah. uh, self-worth tied to whether or not you are watching my video. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, because like, but also like when you first launch a video is when you get the most comments and, mm -hmm. um, I'm sad to say I've reached a point where I cannot respond to every comment yeah um and i know it's just a one of the side effects of more people watching your video but mm -hmm. it's kind of my least favorite side effect of more people watching my video is that um just the number of hours it takes to reply to comments has gone and and it's something i enjoy it's just something i can't spend forever doing yeah um and yeah. So, so, but, but when a video does launch, I do try to be there for the first couple hours to respond to the first comments. And especially if one of them is going to say like the, the audio track is completely messed up or, or, or like, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're so going to you get a comment so like that take it down, or, yeah. or like, yeah, you could see your address at minute three. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, you know, sometimes when I'm, when I'm planning out my release schedule, it's like, okay, I'm going to release this video. And then for the rest of the day, I'm going to work on the next video. But a lot of times that's not what happens. Yeah. Like, Fridays for yeah. me was when I release my videos and they typically turn into I am answering comments making mm -hmm. posts on various social medias like Instagram and Facebook about the video posting to my Instagram story about the video answering uh, questions in my discord about the video that just came out and a lot of it doesn't actually get put toward the next video um, so yeah I can definitely feel you on that right um, I mean it's, it's things that you should be doing and that are and that are important to be doing mm -hmm. like um the the staring at the analytics as they come in maybe that's that's probably not healthy that's almost certainly not healthy but yeah it's it is useful information so um when i was starting my channel especially like i was telling myself like this is important research to be doing like sitting there and watching the analytics to try to get the feel for how youtube behaves how people behave um you know what just understanding what is normal behavior for a video mm -hmm. in terms of spikes and you know e either spikes like the the daily up and down do you use posts um, on a schedule no no i mean i, <laughs> I, I, I would like to me. i would like to yeah. um this is something i'm working on like for for about a month i was doing Goobertown tuesdays okay and then and then i I missed one just like like I the video wasn't done yet and mm -hmm. then again the whole emotions of like beating myself up over it and everything yeah. um and I would like to get on to a, 
a weekly schedule, I think a video a week is a, is a good rate to it's doable depending on how much time you have and how much effort the video takes. Right. It's, it's basically doable. Um, and it's also a good amount of time for, so that people are looking forward to seeing one of your videos again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that is a real thing. Like the, I, I don't think that more necessarily always is better. Yeah. Um, after a while, like if, uh, if you are releasing three videos a week, you're, some of your fans are more likely to be like, eh, I don't need to see any more of Scott for a little while. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Um, I definitely have that same emotion about other content creators. Um, mm-hmm. One I think of right now, his name is DIY Perks. He had made a video for several weeks and then came out with one really awesome one where he mm-hmm. converted a, a computer that folds away into the wall. So it's like a really cool concept, nice. took longer to make, and it made me want to watch it more. Um, but you mentioned something earlier where you got on the good side of YouTube where like you could do no wrong and whatever video you suggested um, would, would do well. Seems to last for a couple of videos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is a real thing that happens. Like when I made that contrast paint video that (laughs) went relatively viral, I think that's my second most viewed video and it's only a couple months old. Um, When that happened, I was in the good graces of YouTube for several weeks and any video I made uh, did well. So there is definitely an ebb and a flow to Mm -hmm. YouTube and, and kind of being aware of that and how it affects your analytics is important because... You need to understand that in a couple of weeks, your analysts are going to slowly go down and then it may raise up again and that you yeah. aren't any lesser of a person for that decrease. Right. So, it's just the flow. So there is some value in paying attention to the analytics yes. and seeing what's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and so especially early on, I was telling myself like, no, I need to be here. Like, are we going to get this many views per hour? Mm-hmm. Is it, it, is the next hour going to be more views or less views? Is the more next hour going to be more or less? Yeah. Like, um, and, th- and then you're looking at the like minute by minute views. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, um, but yeah, so, so very early on, you know, the first, it was the first nine videos that I made, like averaged maybe a view per hour like across the channel yeah like uh just slowly getting started Mm -hmm. and um you know really celebrating those small victories like you know the subscriber number uh, like i remember that when the subscriber number went from 20 to 21 that was a big day like that that made the weekend like that awesome (laughs) um that's a reality for a lot of people Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and um you know, we're, we're at the point now where like, if we're getting, if we're getting less than a hundred or I don't know what your number is, but if I get less than a hundred subscribers in a day, it's not a bad day, but it's, it's slower than normal. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know how many I get in a day. Cause normally I check with social blade, but now that only sees <laughs> the thousands, I get about 6,000 in a month. That's, that's what I know. You probably get more than me right now. I have no idea. Okay. Well, actually I, I, I have no idea because I don't know your numbers, but like, oh, okay. um, but uh, for a while there, I actually was in the habit of writing down my subscriber number at 9 a.m. every morning just so I knew the like day-to-day progression. Sure, yeah. um, and again, that's that's to see if, if things are on track and progressing normally, um, but got to be careful not to let that take over. Yeah, <laughs> that can be really dangerous really easily. Yeah. Well, this is the final episode of 2019. Welcome. We made it. We did it. We are nine episodes. We are crawling across the finish line in 2019 (laughs) and ready for a nap. (laughs) The long sleep. No, just kidding. We're not going to take a nap. Psych. Yeah, we're not napping. I'm napping on my YouTube channel. I'm taking January off, but the podcast is going to keep on rolling, baby. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Stop. So can't we got a lot of exciting things that uh, we're looking forward to for 2020. Um, and uh, we hope that you guys will stick with us for those things. Absolutely. So, Scott, if the folks like what they see here, how can they, how can they help us out? They can help us out in a few ways. If you guys like the show and you want to hear more of it, we do extended versions of the podcast on Patreon. Oftentimes they're 20 to 30 minutes longer. We discuss things like a favorite miniature from another painting that we've seen in the last two weeks. We discuss uh, new things we've experimented with, tried and failed. And we also talk about a third thing that I can't remember right now. We give feedback. <laughs> we give feedback to one of our patrons. Uh, so as a patron, you can submit topics for us to discuss. Uh, you can submit models for us to critique. And you also get access to a longer show. So Patreon's the best way. You can also buy merchandise. Uh, we're not wearing any of it right now. Um, Trust us, it exists. Yeah, it exists. Sweaters, t-shirts. Uh, they look cool. All stuff is linked in the show notes. You can tell your nerd friends about us. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And that's about it. Join the Facebook group. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to hang out in there. And, and usually you'll see me give snide remarks about Scott, backhanded compliments and such. Yeah, you calling my candy grandma candy? <laughs> Wither's original is grandma candy. Dude, hard peppermint hey. candy. What do you want me to do? What candy do you want? Dumb, dumb sucker. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like Snickers. No. Dude, Dum Dum Sucker. It's got to be a hard candy because otherwise it's going to melt. Dum Dum Suckers are hard candies. Yeah. Dum Dum Suckers are like what the bank gives you in a bowl. Okay. That's still lame. No, those are ring suckers, dude. No, We can go to Spire Bank right now. There's Dum Dums in a bowl you, at Spire Bank. You go to the fucking fancy bank then. <laughs> Change my bank to that bank. Don't do it. Grocery store. Grocery store have dum dum suckers. Okay. So all right. The wood elf is gonna get dum dum suckers in the box then. All right. Just for you. All right. And then you see how much happier people will be. Okay. Little like <laughs> five star reviews flying <laughs> in just because of the candy. Would buy candy again. Mini. Eh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. You guys all have a happy new year. We will see you on the flippity flop.